Welcome. To Arcade Audio. This week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. Hey. <laughs> I sat up like Dracula in my chair. And I don't know if the chair's creaky enough. I, I'm very The so, chair's I, creaky enough, yeah. Every mm-hmm. chair that I sit in is creaky, so I am a fatty and No, we just have old furniture. Your chairs don't creak. Don't, don't give me that sit. that look and that like little shrug. Like, well, they do. Yeah. They do kind of creak. They haven't gone through as much punishment as my seats have. Well, so, I don't sit on my ass as much as you. That's, that's the biggest lie I've ever told in my life. A big. <laughs> that's a bold ass lie. Fucking lie. It's a bold lie. This chair in particular is probably wanting to kill itself because. Uh, Jillian's been farting in it. Augie's been farting in it. Tope's been I've farting in it. Farted in it. You just come over and fart in it. Um. Well, no, and I think that is also. Um, we have a. We sit in a love seat, and in between us is the console. Where, I'm sure we've talked about I'm what sure our couch have. is set well, out. But set up. I was to gonna be. say like because when Jillian was um, a baby, we used to take turns sleeping out here on the couch, and I think we would sleep on that on your side because of where the bassinet was. I don't. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. You're lucky that I remember. No, I'm pretty sure because like it had like the motion and like the, what is it? The we have mobile. A and we would plug it in back there. So I think we had it like right over there. If I remember correctly. So like we both slept in that chair. It's February 1st, 2022. A long time since we've had a bassinet. <laughs> Thank God. Thank goodness. I'm never doing that again. Nope. Never again. One one and done. Just like the University of Kentucky's men's basketball team, basically. <laughs> uh, if you're new here, we talk about our lives. We talk about uh, the random movies that we watch from our massive movie collection. And we try to have a good time. Yeah, some are good, some are bad. <laughs> I'll, let you, I'll leave it up to you to see uh, what, uh, what kind of episode this will be. Not you, Mullet, but... The audience, the audience yeah, yeah. Oh, then decide if it's a good episode or if it's a good movie. Both. Both? Okay, cool. Uh, if I sound a little wiped and exhausted, I'm still coming. I'm still getting back situated from one hell of a, a week. Um, it was Royal Rumble weekend, if you listen what? to our, our sister, or I guess our it, brother podcast, Podswoggle, here on the Arcade Audio Network. It was not. talking about it for a little while. It's my favorite weekend of the year. Um, when we had, uh, we had what, like 20 people in, in the house? Sure. For Royal Rumble weekend, uh, 
was a great time. We did a lot of fun stuff. Played a lot of games. Went to Top Golf. Did some arcading. Played some fucking Uno. Ate a lot of food. Ate, literally ate three dozen donuts in the span of twenty four hours. I thought you were gonna say twenty four minutes. I was like, that's a minor we, exaggeration. We finished a dozen donuts in twenty four minutes. We did. We did. There yes. were four of us, so yes. You know that's okay. And then we finished another dozen before that, like the morning of Saturday, because it's like two, three o'clock in the morning. And then by the time the rumble hit, the, the donuts were gone. Um, so if I sound a little different, my voice, I think is still recovering from yelling and laughing and doing whatever during, uh, that crazy event that I, uh, that's my favorite weekend of the year. Um, had some time off from work for it, some recoup time. Uh, I don't think we've done anything else. We have started to watch a couple of things. I don't know if we've discussed on the podcast. I don't know. Yet. Um, but I don't think there's any new movies because last time we recorded, I was able to talk about licorice pizza, and we haven't we haven't watched anything else since then. Um, we started watching Euphoria on HBO. Oh yes, we did. We watched the first episode. I've I just I don't. It is not my sh- type of show at all. But we don't watch a lot of like prestige TV really anymore. Like we're so be- far behind on so much of it that I felt like this one was attainable. Plus, I wanted to watch it for. A couple reasons, just for myself personally, like for stuff I'm potentially working on. I wanted to get an idea if I was okay, and I'm okay. Um, but I want to continue watching it. It's a, it's a hard watch. It's a tough hang after the first episode. But um, do you feel the same way? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. In terms of wanting to, in terms of being a tough watch, and also in terms of wanting to keep watching it. Yes. Both. Yeah. You have such detailed answers. That makes this really easy. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, and then I think we've talked about Peacemaker on, yes. on the show already. So uh, definitely keeping up on Peacemaker. I watched, I did watch one movie. Um, I watched the Super Bob Einstein movie on HBO Max. It was a short 70, 75 minute documentary about Bob Einstein, the brother of Albert Brooks, most famously known as Super Dave Osborne. Uh, if you've watched late night television for, or like comedy shows for the past 40 years, you know who Super Dave is. Some of you may know him better as Marty Funkhauser on Curb Your Enthusiasm. One of the funniest human beings that have ever lived. It's an amazing documentary about him. He's one of my favorite comedians. Um, who we, we Unfortunately, he passed away a couple years ago. So check that out on HBO Max. It's quick, it's easy, it's fun. Can't recommend it enough. It's a good, funny documentary. If it ends a little abruptly. I think that's it. Right? I think so. I didn't have... Are you I on don't... a word limit this show? What is going on here? Yeah. No, Um. I don't think we've watched anything else. I think you covered it. I don't even remember the last time we recorded, so I wouldn't be able to tell you. It was last week. I don't even remember the last time we recorded, so I wouldn't be able to tell you what's happened since then, but everything's just been a whirlwind, so... Let's get this done so you can uh, go to sleep, I guess. Uh, Today's episode, we are watching because of you. It was a randomly nominated movie. Not No, this is not because of me. I liked the poster for this movie. You've never seen this movie. I'd never seen this movie until yesterday. yesterday. When we watch it, I'm reading the box, I believe. You are. But I... You bought this for me when a blockbuster is going out of business. I just like the poster. 
So My Blueberry Nights is the movie. Uh, You're not going to acknowledge that? No. It's actually your fault? No. Nora Jones, Jude Law, David Strathairn, Rachel Weiss, Natalie Portman. There's a old blockbuster tag that's covering up mm-hmm. the thing. A Wong Kar Wai film. Beautiful, romantic, and hopeful, says Dennis Dermody, Paper Magazine. Oh, that's great. Paper Magazine. I think that was the, the magazine that had, like... Paper? <laughs> Funny. I think that's the one that had, like, Kim Kardashian, like, breaking the internet with, like, a glass on her butt. Something like that. So just you know how they are. To open it, because there's another sticker on the back. I could not get off. Great. Four stars. A gorgeous star-studded cast, says Jeff Craig. 60-second preview. Two first names. <laughs> Oscar nominee Jude Law, the talented Mr. Ripley, Cold Mountain, and Grammy Award-winning singer Nora Jones star in this, quote, ravishing triumph of pure romantic sensibility, says Armand White, the New York Press. I hate Armand White. (laughs) (laughs) He is a very, very infamous film reviewer, who I do not like his opinions. Uh, Law plays a big-hearted owner of a small New York diner who tries to soothe Jones' jilted heart with his blueberry pie. What? That was a... Soothe Jones jilted heart. I got it. I know you did. Don't fuck I'm on a roll. What are you doing? I should get like one freebie now if I mess something up. No. Ruin my momentum. But only after going on a year-long cross-country odyssey does she realize love was right at her doorstep all along. Gorgeously filmed by award-winning director Wong Kar Wai in The Mood for Love, and featuring Oscar winner Rachel Weiss, the constant gardener, and Oscar nominees Natalie Portman, Closer, Garden State, and David Strathern, good night and good luck. My Blueberry Nights is an optimistic ode to love and, quote, one of the best movies of the year, says Andrew Saris, New York Observer. I was worried about that one. Good job. Thank you. I was worried for you there. So as, you've, as we've already addressed, you enjoyed the poster to this movie and you hung it in your uh, one-bedroom apartment. I did. Uh, the only one-bedroom apartment you ever lived in, which is almost kind of apropos for this movie. Really was. Um, Didn't even know. Without having seen the movie. So I had to get it for you at a blockbuster that was closing, and it sat in our DVD collection for the over 10 years, easily, <laughs> until we finally randomly drew it. So you, did you know anything about this movie? Just that Nora Jones um, was a singer, and I really enjoy her music. Oh, so was it, so you didn't know anything about... The movie. You just no. knew that Nora Jones was a person who sang songs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you had the most rudimentary idea and definition of what could this movie be. Well, I thought if she was uh, exploring uh, the art of acting, you know, that uh, that crossover might have some chops there. So. I didn't know anything about this movie either. Ah. I, I, I thought it was... I, I, I don't know what I thought this was going to be. I, I don't know. Um, I still don't know. Uh, we watched the movie, and I still don't know what this was. Uh, after having yeah, me- waited and having the poster on your wall 15 years ago, please, you take it away. What did you think? I thought that it had the... Markings of a good movie. Okay. Um, when you just look at the cast, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I thought uh, it was really weird to draw your analogies between pie and love. Well, um, pie is a a loose euphemism for like sex and vagina. 
for, I mean, forever. It's not a, it's not a loose euphemism. I mean, you, yeah, it's you like get American, American pie, pie, cherry yeah. pie. Yes, like, I'm aware. Forever. But it's it just wasn't cold s- pussy. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a cold, wet fart. Um, yeah, man, it just was all over the place. It was just all over the place. It was not what I thought it was going to be. I didn't know what was happening. I think everybody had terrible accents, especially Jude Law, even though that's what he really sounds like. Fuck you. And, <laughs> you no, I'm just kidding. I, I, I think this is the best because that's actually what he sounds like. Um, and then, yeah, man, it was just bad. It was boring. <sighs> boring. Boring's it the way to put try it. Try to make... What what is the name for this? And we just talked about this on another show when like it tells like the stories and they overlap, but I guess not really because this is like the one main girl and she kind of met these. So people it had it lives. has the it has the markings of an anthology movie. Yes, of an anthology movie, I uh, which I believe the from the little bit of background that I could f- find on the movie and and stories about it, originally was pegged to kind of be like a three or four individual story anthology driven film and then like you said instead has instead has elizabeth the nora jones character you know in these three different cities with these three different people affecting her lives affecting her life i should say um it also it's told mostly well it is told literally because it, right and you, i think that was the other thing i was expecting it to not be i thought it was going to be a non-linear but it was linear and it, it was, was almost linear to a fault because the movie starts and it's 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 Abruptly. organized well no it's organized with you know title cards indicating days and it's like day one day five maybe day nine, 13th, nine something like that. Like that and then it just doesn't do that for a very, very long time. Right. Then day 50, then day 300. Right. Something um, like that, so, yeah. So it, as the back of the box said, it tells the story over the course of a year and her traveling from New York to, uh, where was the bar at? Tennessee. Tennessee to Arizona. To Vegas. To Vegas and then back to New York. Yeah. Um. This movie, to me, is like the epitome of style over substance. Wong Kar Wai, who I don't know much about, admittedly, is a is a Asian auteur who's done things like In the Mood for Love, as the package said, also more, more famously Chungking Express and The Grand Master. He's been regarded as one of our greatest living actors. This movie was not regarded well. Director. Director, sorry. Um, this movie was not regarded well in those... In that catalog, and this is his only English English speaking film. There's just too much focus on like, bl- like camera blurs and and like slowdowns I... and and like all of that visual stuff. And I will not say a bad thing about how this movie looks. You're it looks... kidding? Why? I hated those things. Wow. I thought it was incredibly overused and ill-timed. I would agree it's overused, I, but, I, but I don't think it looked bad necessarily. I think I think that it was unnecessary to a fault that it completely like ruined the reality of the movie. Like when I watch a movie, I want to like 
you know, like, I'm experiencing it, I'm seeing it, and I feel like every time there was, like, the slow motion or, like, the blurs or something like that, it kind of was jarring in a way. Um, See, it was jarring. And I didn't, I didn't think that it did anything to enhance the story. So it was jarring to me because I thought it had some intent or meaning behind it. I thought that when it was used, it could add a deeper meaning or have some sort of correlation with themes or character motivation or, or, you know, like what camera techniques a lot of times are supposed to do. Instead, it was just like a visual jerk off fest. It really was. It's like we this is what we can do. Look at we're, we're, look at it. Yeah. And I think that was done to mask the fact there was no real story and no real substance to what was happening. Yeah, and I feel like <laughs> which the, is ultimately my biggest problem with the movie yeah. is is that these are just four quick stories that aren't compelling or interesting at all in any way that have been drawn out to take up an hour, hour and 36 minutes yeah. of my life. Yeah. And I, I thought that the fades and the edits were not done well. I don't think, I, I just didn't like the editing and the directing when it came to that kind of stuff. I it, just it, it can be distracting. It was to me. It to, was. It can, it can be distracting. That personally kept my interest because at least I was watching something you know, visually different. Like, like this sort of movie would normally not have those sort of things. That's probably purposeful. But at the very least, it was attempted, and I can respect that. What I can't respect is, like I just said, just some very, very bland stories being told. Bland stories and no compelling acting. I would mostly agree with that. Even my MVP candidate, I don't think they necessarily. I don't like, think anybody hit it out of the park. No, I, I think I think a couple people took some big ass swings and went like zero for five at the plate. Yes, and got and might have gotten benched after the next game, right? Because they were not very good at all, right? Um, but after the first couple scenes, like I had no real notes except like, man, this guy sure loves the imagery of ice cream fucking sliding through pie. Um, which you got plenty of, um, so like, I wasn't sure how to feel. So like, obviously if you're listening to this, you probably haven't seen this movie. <laughs> because who has? Yeah. It, uh, the story is like, I've already basically said, there's a woman played by Nora Jones who suffered a particularly difficult breakup. Um, and she finds solace in, in this, uh, and that's for particularly from this small cafe owner, her favorite cafe in New York, um, who's which is owned by Jude Law. They kind of hit it off over the, the first couple weeks. She's just kind of hanging out at his restaurant and eating all his pie. She, uh, he has feelings for her. She he raped. He raped kisses her. Uh, he, she's asleep. He and problematically he... kisses her while she's asleep at her at his at his bar. Um, and then she... Yeah, say that sentence again. Tell me what's wrong with it. A lot. He, yeah. he kisses her when she's passed out at a bar. Um, and she likes it. 
though, right? Is that the first scene? She's. Smi- I think she, yeah, she smiles. She kind of smiles, so she's kind of like pretending, possibly. I don't mm. fucking know. Um, so then she leaves for a year to go find herself, and she finds. How old she supposed to be? Nora Jones mm-hmm. in this yeah, movie. Yeah, she moves to Tennessee, so she's in early New York. to mid twenties. Sure, would be my she moves to Tennessee. She's working two Actually, jobs. Look up. She's working two jobs. She's a bartender a, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a, a server. Waitress, right. Like a diner. Mm-hmm. She meets... Um, she meets David Strathairn's character. Um, who's a, a cop who's an separated, an alcoholic, and they grow fond. She grows fond of him as a customer, you know, and his uh, soon-to-be ex-wife comes. She's crazy. She's crazy. She's, like, flaunting her Younger relationship guys. in front of him. Yeah. Um, so he falls off the wagon, he attacks her boyfriend and his boys, um, they, they get in a big fight, he ultimately gets into a car accident, basically kills himself over it, and she realizes the error of her ways and pays his bar tab, and then Nora Joan leaves, then she goes to Arizona, she's working as a cocktail waitress in a, a casino. casino, I don't know why she just didn't drive a little further and make more money in Vegas, but she stopped in Arizona. Uh, that's where she meets uh, Natalie Portman's character, who's like the a daughter, poker player? A, a poker player, I guess, daughter of some rich guy. She loses all her money. The whole, uh, Nora Jones this whole time has been working these jobs because to she wants to car. buy a car. Um, why we don't know. It's fifteen years ago. Um, so they go on this. Uh, she loans her money in the promise of getting a car uh, to then go to Vegas. To see her father, who has passed away. And then it was all like a ruse. She won all the money, so she helps her buy a car. She's all this whole time, she just buys a shitty ass car. She only had $3,000. Over <laughs> the course of the year, she made three grand. Uh, fuck. I have some real big nitpicks about things coming up here. I'm just doing a very overarching boilerplate uh-huh, story uh-huh, thing. Uh-huh. And uh, then uh, she, goes she goes back, back to, New to New York and, and uh, oh, they make out. So, oh, she falls asleep at the bar again and he kisses her again. And she, she's like faking. Ray kisses her. I don't know. And then she kisses him back. And then they make out really deeply for like 30 seconds. Throughout the whole movie, she's the, she's been narrating what's happening and writing postcards to Jude Law's character back in New York. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't tell him where she is for reasons that are still undetermined. What do you mean? And we watched the movie. What do you mean they're undetermined? The movie didn't tell us. Oh. So he has to like call. like call every restaurant and bar in Tennessee, in Arizona, trying to find where she is so he can write her back. So then he just starts writing every restaurant in Arizona and Tennessee to try to find her. You had a really big problem with that concept. Uh, so Nora Jones, uh, this movie's made in what, 07, I believe? Yes, 2007. So Nora Jones was... Oh, man, I almost was very bad at math. I thought she was 19. I was like, that's bad. No, she was uh, She was 28. She was 28 when this movie came out. Um, so that's the movie. I just saved you an hour and a half. Because that's literally all that happens in this movie. Yeah. Um, it's... It's not exciting. And I'm not asking it. To, I'm, I don't want like a fucking car. Well, there was a car crash, and it still wasn't exciting. Well, because you didn't see it. No, but still, you know. Uh, I, I and there was a lot of stock footage that was used. I also didn't like that. What do you mean? 
There was like stock footage, like the car crash, right? Like they show the crash and show him like bloody, like in the in the in the car, and then it like pans up to like the lights, and then I feel like it's like the traffic lights, and then it's just like traffic lights flashing, but it's like stock footage traffic lights flashing, and it's just on there for a few beats, and now I just don't see the need. I didn't see the need for the whole movie. Yeah. Um, did you have anything that you particularly liked? I liked uh, the song that Nora Jones sings in the soundtrack. The music is good. Music is good. I like Nora. I I just I am a big fan of Nora Jones' music. I think she's really talented. Mm-hmm. Um, she's thinking of her acting. I mean, she's fine. So I had she's her fine. I, I, she didn't do anything egregious to me. After her first scene, I put her on my LVP list because I was like, okay, well, I can tell you're not an actress. But she ultimately does enough to win me over where she's not the LVP of the movie. She's not the LVP. She's not the MVP of the no, movie no, no. either. But, like, uh, like she's fine. Like, she doesn't do anything egregious. I think she finds her feet eventually. Um, but I can see why she hasn't made anything else. Uh, she she had a cameo as herself in the movie Ted. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. That I thought she was good in because she was herself. And she had four singing. lines. She, was, she wasn't in every fucking scene. Yeah. Um, I like the final scene, like when she finally comes back, I, I didn't know what I was expecting. Like the whole time I was like, is this like a romantic movie? Is this going to end in heart? Like what is happening here? Nobody knows. So she, when she finally comes back, you know, they kind of have this sweet scene together. Um, I kind of liked how it ended. It would have been a lot quicker had she just, you know, crossed the fucking street. Like she was going to the very beginning of the movie. Like she talks about, but um, besides that, I, I I don't have. I don't have much. Much now, stuff I f- did not like and hated. Oh yes, I have a list. You already mentioned the postcard stuff. The postcard stuff just <laughs> bugs me. Like nobody, even pre-social media, is doing that. Some people do that. No, classy people do that. No, that's not classy. That's psychotic. There's nothing classy. There's nothing classy and romantic about writing a hundred postcards to different restaurants trying oh, to find no. this woman. It's it's it, the opposite. Yes. I'm saying like, right? I meant like it, Nora Jones writing a postcard to him. Oh, that also still bothers that, me because if she, right. she doesn't tell him where the fuck she is. I know, but but I think like the uh, base of it is 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 people write postcards, but you tell people where you are. There's usually an address. Doesn't there have to be like? No, no, isn't no. There a return. No, no, not on postcards. There's no return. I don't think I've ever written a postcard in my entire life. Underprivileged. Or overprivileged, where I can just can just fucking pick up the phone and call somebody. And be yeah, like, but hey, I'm how, here. How many times do you call people? You hate. Calling. I hate calling people. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I barely like talking to you once a week on for the show. This is the only time we talk to each other. Exactly. As soon as the recorder goes off, we go to our separate wings of the house. I wish we had wings that'd of the house. Wonderful. That would be cool. Oh, God, that'd be great. That'd be awesome. I'd have to see you. Buy me a house with wings. Talk to you. It'd be wonderful. It would be great. Um, but you know what? Then we would end up like uh, Rachel Wise. Rachel Weiss. Weiss? Yeah. She fucking spelled her name wrong. Um, man, she's an Oscar winner? She won an Oscar. What she won an Oscar for? The, uh, the for Constant the, Gardener, I believe. The Farewell. She's Wasn't my, she in the Farewell. She's my LVP. Of the she's movie. my LVP of yeah. the movie. She. She's very bad in this movie. Was so bad. Her accent was. Her accent's atrocious. Awful. It was atrocious, and just her scenes. I think she was completely out of place. Yes. And the scene when 
she um, goes to the bar after Ernie dies, and she is like the drama queen and throws a fuss. I hate your trap. Like, it's not believable. No, it's not at all. <coughs> it's, so she is... <coughs> oh, she got me. <coughs> Jesus Christ, she turned you into a 40-year-old smoker. She's melodramatic as fuck. Like, every time she's in a scene... She's chewing up scenery to a fault. It's just bad. It's so and, bad. And when she when they're at the crash site and she's telling the story of how they met she and everything, just won't shut up. She won't. But it's she just, talked for like ten minutes. And it's like it's not good. It's not enjoyable to listen to. And she's not compelling in her storytelling. No, she's like, not at all. I feel like if like Morgan Freeman said that soliloquy, <laughs> I would have been super interested about his dead police uh, policeman husband. I'm so in. No, but you know what I mean. It's like no, I know what you mean. Like. It's about, like, the voice and, like, you know, the charisma that you give off with that. Like, she could have taken that a a couple different ways, and I think it would have had a better result. Yeah, and she doesn't. And she doesn't, no. That whole section is is not good at all. Strathairn is is fine, but it's not not something I want to watch, like, play out. There's no hook. There's no... It's depressing as fuck. Like, I can watch depressing shit, but it has to have some kind of, like meaning to it. I wasn't invested in them I wasn't as invested characters in the, yeah, because, or their relationship because I just met them like I don't know if it was supposed to in. be like uh, an analogy for like what Elizabeth was trying to avoid. The same way like I don't know why uh, the Natalie Portman section happens. Like, like those stories should tell something about her Lizzie journey. or Beth or Elizabeth at all. And they're not. They're just two separate stories right. that she just happens to be in the middle for that she's just a passenger in before right. she goes back. And it's okay if she's a passenger. Fucking... It's okay if she's a passenger, but it like you said, it need it needs to have a meaning. Like she needs to go through that experience for a reason. Yeah, and there's there's no And there isn't, or it's not clear, which means it's not well done. And even while it wasn't abnormal in terms of the material, it felt very unrealistic, and it just got so over, like like I said, over dramatic. Because then she's mad at him beating up everybody, and he's not in jail. He literally ki- almost killed these four he's dudes. A cop. I know he's a cop, but that doesn't fucking matter. Frankie Faison, who I love, is not getting him out of that situation. He fucked up his bar, um, and then he pulls the gun on her and like like doesn't want doesn't let her leave. And then she finally leaves. Then he fucking dies. Then she comes back like a total bitch. And everyone's like standoffish to her. She doesn't want to pay his fucking tab. And then like you said, they have this. Why are you giving it to me? I hate you. She has this really, really fucking long spiel in like the rain about how she felt about him. And it's like, just let's just fucking wrap this up. Let's just wrap this up. up, Please. Let's wrap this fucking up. Not that the second segment is much better. The concept of Natalie Portman playing poker I was should gonna get ask, me hard as a rock. I was going to ask how you felt. I was going to ask what you would do if, if a player like that sat down at a table with you. I would probably lose all my money to them. Why? Because I'd be like, hey, what's happening? Especially in 2006, like, six, seven. what's happening, hot stuff? Let's, let's get this on. Um... I meant her personality, not necessarily. Oh, the way oh, she oh! As soon as she opened her mouth, like I was talking, out. <laughs> no. like talking at every thing, and like all of those things. Like I have been forced to watch several 
hundred hours of the World Series of Poker episodes. And I've also been fortunate enough to watch live poker between you and Tope. Uh, and y'all just sit in silence, dude. We're sort of focusing. I mean, right. I, I, I used to be a very talkative player. Uh, purposefully. Yeah, because you were bad. Not, not like no, not like speech play, like some fucking people play that I, I fucking hate. But just being like gregarious and having fun. Right. And I still have fun sometimes doing that and playing cards. But I just I preferred it's more respectful if you don't do that. Um, right. So no, if she, I, I'm if into her playing. from the forehead down. And if you zipped her mouth shut, because the accent terrible. The oh. hair like all of my mother's friends when I was in middle school. <laughs> like it's like ridiculous. It also doesn't help that it's the worst poker hand in movie history. What was the poker hand? It's so unrealistic and fucking ridiculous. So she has, so the board comes, they're playing Texas Hold'em. I'm losing audience immediately. Uh, the board comes king, three, six. The three and six are in hearts. What are you the, talking about? The guy makes a bet. She raises all in. He calls. She has pocket kings. So she's three of a kind, right? Right. He has four seven of hearts. So he has a flush draw and an inside straight flush draw. The next card comes. It is another king. She has four of a kind. There's one card in the deck now that can beat her, which is the five of hearts, which of course comes on the river. She loses all of her money. And that's... But also, it's the way that it plays out. It's the way they're talking about it. It's the way they're acting about it. I don't even know where the fuck this poker room is. Like, what casino are they in? What is this? I don't know. Who am I? They're in the back room at Lucky's. Like. I fucking, I guess. And then they go on a trip. Yep, then they just get in the car and they're BFF, sleeping in the same bed. I thought they were going to be, like, fucking each other. And I was like, I'm <laughs> back in. Movie. But no, they're just talking movie. about life. And then her dad dies. And she doesn't believe it. And then she lied. Then they go buy a fucking $3,000 car. Then they go their separate ways. That was 25 minutes of my life. Mine too, yeah. I will never get back. Yeah. Should have known as soon as the movie started. Weinstein Company. You're like, well. I said, well. Bad start. Really bad start. And it was somehow not downhill or uphill. It was just even keel. It was keel. plateaued. All from there. It was a plateau, yep. Um, we already named our LVP, Rachel Vice. Oh, I also thought it was terrible. Like, I know that we've talked previously on the show about, like, Taryn Edgerton and... Uh, Elden Elden Reich. Uh-huh. Ty Ansel, Sheridan. Ansel, Ansel Elgort. El right, right. Well, now we can uh, do like Natalie Portman, Rachel Nora Weiss, Jones, Nora jo Katya, Katya Bloomberg. Like, I didn't know who any of these white bitches were. Uh, so that uh, is a very famous indie uh, rock musician named Cat Power. Uh, she was very boring in this movie. She actually was on my LVP list, but she Great. wasn't graduated. Cool. They all look the same. I, yeah, I always just assume from the poster. So the poster is Nora Jones and Natalie Portman and Rachel Weiss all looking... At beautiful. something. And beautiful, of course. Right. Uh, I always thought, like, this movie was, like, the, it's the three of them, like, they're sisters, or they're, like... Lovers, or they have Them a in bet. different universes. Uh, something. I, I, I don't... That'd be cool. No. What it's supposed to be. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, it's a coming of age story that never really went anywhere. And you can't come of age when you're twenty eight. Sure you can. Nah, I don't think so. We're not a journey. It was a stupid ass journey. Who's your MVP? I think it might be Jude Law, and I hate that I'm saying that. It's Jude Law. Yeah, I he's hate the only that person I'm I wrote that. down. I hated it too because I'm like, Man, I can't believe it. In a movie with three women on the poster, I have to give Jude Law the MVP. Right. But right. Rachel Weisz, as awful. we said, Nora awful Jones in this is movie. Fine. Natalie Portman's done better. Yeah, she's she's not very right. good in this movie either. The Jude, accent is Jude bad. Jude Law was the David Strathairn. Like I said, is fine. I didn't. He, I don't think he had much to do. No, like, he, he had he had more than I thought he do would. Much with what he was given, I think. I liked, he was kind of pigeonholed into the yeah. This. I liked his little monologue about the AA chips and stuff. And I like that. Like, like that was probably my actual my second favorite scene in the movie. Yeah, I liked that. Too. But Jude Law is just such a naturally He's charismatic, charismatic actor. He is that I believed him. I he was besides the 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 sleep kiss was a, a good guy. I was invested when he was talking, like when he was going through. You know the fishbowl of keys and the stories of them in mm-hmm. his restaurant, and even when he was like basically just doing monologues over the phone and trying to find Elizabeth, mm-hmm. I was I was paying attention. Right. I was engaged, right? Because I he agree. naturally draws you he, in. Uh, I agree. I agree. He was he was charismatic. It was the only thing that m- kind of made sense. Um. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, I'm, I'm, that was the only person I wrote down, and that was the only person I was going to. Yeah, to yeah, fight we for. we were right on the same page with the, with that, acting here. So, I don't have much else to, to discuss for this movie. Um, do you? Are any notes we haven't tackled or covered so far? Um. No, not really. I think we got everything. So, would you ever do this? What? Like, let's like take me out of the equation, right? Like we never, like we never, (laughs) we never met. Okay. Have you ever wanted to just kind of be like a nomad, like just fucking go and see what happens? And if so, what would you do? That's really hard. If you had asked me this. When I was in my early 20s, 10 years ago, when I was mm-hmm. in my mid-20s, I think my answer would be different. It's just so... When hard. we were in love and... Huh? What? <laughs> I didn't hear you. Keep going. When we were in love? Mm-hmm. When we are in love, sorry. Oh. <laughs> right, that's why, okay. So no, you're I'm not... saying that we were in love and we're no, not No, but I thought you now. should have gone back even further than like before. I, I said, take me out of the equation. Okay. Well, I couldn't have done this when I was... A minor. My mother wouldn't let me do this. You fucking kidding? Um, oh, if I was like eighteen and like I didn't go to college, mm-hmm. then yeah, probably. I mean, not really. I don't know. I don't want to live anywhere that's cold, but I probably would. But I don't know what I would do. I think I'd be a terrible waitress. You I were mean, a hostess at I a restaurant a for three weeks, and you were bad at that. I wasn't bad at that. I just didn't like it much. Um, no, I mean, I could do it. I think it'd be cool, but I'm not at a place now that I think that I 
could do it. It's not for everyone, but it's for some people, and I applaud people who can pick up and move and be nomadic and not mm-hmm. put down roots. But I don't know. I think it's hard for me. I I grew up like in my childhood home. Like yeah, I lived in the same house until. I left for college. Then mm. my mom sold the house and moved. And my mom still lives in the area. You know, like, yeah. so, like, it's hard for me because that's, I've always known, like, sense settling. Of yeah. Sense of home and, like, settling and stuff. I think it'd be cool, but I think, I don't know. I don't particularly like being alone, so I think it'd be hard to, like, start over in all of these places. Um, I think I would have a problem with that. But I don't know. I guess we'll find out in my next life. What about you? You want to do that now? I know. Yeah, this Fuck is my way. You, son. This is my way to. <laughs> you way to tell, tell you. Me. You want a divorce? Cars packed. No. I, I thought you'd been quiet all day. Shut I up. said that. I said the last two days. I'm like, are you sure you're all right? You got something think, on your mind, bud? I think the reason why, like, I it it intrigues me and why, like, I could and would do it. God forbid, if I ever I needed to. Um, would be just because it's a very, like, I would do, use it as, like, a creative outlet. Like, I wouldn't be writing postcards to somebody. I'd be having experiences and drawing off of them to, to write or to, mm. you know, you know I, I would be going to things and acting or, or, or trying to throw shit on a wall and make it stick wherever I was, as opposed to going to a town and working a dead-ass fucking job for five, six months just to make some money. Like, no, like, I can do that here. I can do that in my roots. If I'm going to go out and do that, I'm going to do it for a better purpose than it is to fucking buy a car or fucking stay away from love. Like, no, that's stupid. But, yeah, I could see... That car was important to her. What did she even fucking buy? I don't even know what it was. She could have a fucking Jaguar. Oh, no, she couldn't have a Jaguar. She was supposed to have the Jaguar, uh, which is a good thing she did their lemons, ask Queen Price. Um, But... My grandmother drove a Jaguar for like 20 years. <laughs> so she's the one person that had one good Jaguar. Um, no, it wasn't good. But, yeah, I don't know. There's, there's, there is something that's, you know, I, I have a couple friends that have very much lived this lifestyle. Sure. For... Yeah, sure. It's intriguing to me, but then, I don't know. I think it's it's just so foreign to me and what I've known. Sure. The past however long, you know, and, and it's hard. Like I'm at a completely different place in my life that that doesn't even enter my mind because I'm like, well, what about Jillian? Like, what about, well, of course, like, just you know what I mean? Like, kid, then you're yeah, yeah. fucking done. Well, no, I mean, I'm sure that there are people who do that with kids. Fuck like, them. <laughs> like there are people who do that with kids. Like they homeschool the kids and they just go around like, you know, but I, I don't know. I think I always had like a sense of home and sense of security and I want that for Jillian. So I think, my outlook and my perspective is very different now than when than what it was like even 10 years ago when I was like graduating college and I was like, oh, we're going to do all these things. I want to do all this stuff. I'm going to travel. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And, you know, it, it's just completely different right. now. Final question is what's your favorite pie? No, I don't. Actually, I've never seen you eat blueberry. No, no, no. I, I do. I like, well, when we had Village Inn, um, I did like their triple berry pie. Okay. I liked that a lot. Um, I could go for apple pie, like a good apple pie. Sweet potato pie, I think is probably my favorite pie, like pumpkin pie. Um, pumpkin, chocolate pie, 
I'm not a big yeah. pie guy. I like that Oreo. Of that. I, I would like that Oreo cookies and cream pie that Tim Ooh. used to make. I liked that. I want an Oreo pie, yeah. Ask him how to make it. I don't remember what I think he you can just buy it and make it. Sure. Yeah. I don't know how to do it. But, yeah, I like that. But I I like that triple berry pie. That was good pie. I think Village and, like, totally went out of business. You saw that's going to be, by the way? Have you been? Have you driven past... Um, this is just, no one cares. We're just having a conversation that's recorded right now. Because yeah. we only talk to each other once a week. <laughs> uh, and I have, I, I either have not gone that far down on Winter Garden Vineland, or just wasn't paying attention, or is wasn't up then. Is Mexican place? Yeah, it's going to be, but specifically it's going to be Azteca de Oro, which is like a really, really good Mexican place. It's a chain we used to have, uh, servers that came into the branch and made deposits there all the fucking time. Uh, it's supposed to be like one of the best, so I'm excited that. While we are getting another Mexican restaurant. I love Mexican food. Don't get me wrong. But sometimes you want like something different when a place closes. And you get it. They're also um, where... Oh, was it the mattress store or whatever? Next to Arby's where the Pieways is. It's going to be a fresh kitchen. Cool. Yeah, exactly. Good for all that. But um, that just goes to show you how exciting my Blueberry Nights was. Is that it devolved into us just talking about... Chain real estate in our neighborhood. <laughs> Anything else on my blueberry nights? I don't think so. Okay. I don't have anything you can think. Okay, good. I didn't think this why I didn't ask. Uh you randomly drew it, so I will score it first. Not a fan. Not a fan at all. Uh generally lacking in most categories. Uh, namely story and plot and acting. All the things that are essential to a yeah. movie. Huh. Uh, I'm giving it a three. Oh man, I'm giving it a three as well. Yeah. Yeah. It was, Big old bust. I, so, Big old meh. Your meh movie of the 2022. As I was watching it, like, again, we, we hide our thoughts until we record. And at like two or three points, I almost just thought of like a uh, and I was like, that's already too much information. But I could just sense it. Like, you can just tell oh, yeah. when the other person yeah. isn't, isn't digging it. And it's very much what happened as we were watching this movie that we'll probably never watch again. Oh, yeah. We can throw that shit away. <laughs> so, it is time to randomly go into the box. It'll be probably about four weeks until we do this movie because we have... That's crazy. The Frighteners next week uh, that was purchased for us by fan and friend of the show, Carl Show. Friend and fan of the show, Carly Coffee, who we just saw for Royal Rumble Weekend. Then we'll be doing Grindhouse for uh, my nominated movie and our anniversary. Then, special guest episode, Michael and Brittany Whitten. The movie is in. We have picked it. We will be watching Knives Out with the Whittens in just uh, three short weeks' time. Then we have Vertigo for our, our Pick 'em Off series. Now it's time for a random movie that we'll be watching, I believe, by the first week of March. Uh, what do you want? Something good. I drew two. Should I pick both of them and then we get to pick which one it is or put one back? Put one back. Okay, well, I'll leave that there so we can see what it is. So what I didn't pick was This is the End. Oh, man, that would have been great. Fuck you, man. This movie's going to suck. What is this horse shit? Oh, okay. Oh, so it'll be a multiple. Uh, so it is It is in the, uh, there's an actor that's shared in this movie, and it's sequel that I've never seen, which is supposed to be absolutely terrible. We'll be watching Hot Tub Time Machine 1 and 2, because we have two. 
Why? Because <laughs> I was curious, and it was cheap. <laughs> but why? It is. One is good. No, yeah, I enjoy one. One is good. Two doesn't have John Cusack. <laughs> so that'll be what we watch here in about a, uh, a month's time. Both Craig Robinson movies is what I was... Is there any other crossover there? Isn't Chevy Chase still in it? Chevy Chase isn't in This Is The End. Not This Is The End. Oh, no, I was oh, saying... Oh, I, was I thought saying you meant it. one and two. Oh, no, no, no. Everybody oh. but John Cusack is in... Oh, okay. Yeah, is in the second one. Good. So we'll... We'll, um, we'll analyze and discuss then. We will. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Married with Movies. We encourage you, as always, go to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the others in our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast, arcadeaudio.net. Uh, I just said that. Uh, <laughs> Slash the mullets. Vote. Oh, that's what I meant. Yeah. our uh, award show for the, all of the movies you watched last year. Yep. Um, please vote for all my things because they're the better options. Patreon.com slash arcadeaudio for bonus content. Facebook.com slash Married with Movies at Married with Movies on Twitter. Married with Movies, Married with Movies at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the show. For me, at your host, Mold38 on Instagram. Uh, just to follow me for all the fun endeavors that I get into. RKO.net slash Podbloggle. This week's episode is the final show in 1995. I just finished watching it. Starcade 95. This will be the last time I say 1995 wrestling on Married with Movies. But get ready for a lot of 1996. The lie detector determined that was a lie. Uh, Shout out to the You Are Not the Father Maury Povich game that we played. Hey, it was a lot of fun. It turned out to be pretty fun. turned out to be pretty good. Tope was not the father. Uh, Shout out to former guest of the show, Justin Baker, who ended up being the father. Sucks that that was down to those two. (laughs) We played with other people. We played with other people. All the Hispanics were immediately cleared. (laughs) Justin's half Hispanic. Yeah, but, you know, it's the way it worked out. Anything else, Samantha? At Jam with your Sam on Instagram. That's it. For Mullet. This is Mullet. Signing out for this week's episode of Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Slash the movies. I thought you were going to say something else. You looked like you were going to say something I'm else. waiting for you to do your thing. I love how I'm shitting on a movie for being boring, and then we're just like, well, we're done. The end. Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.